This is the Pop Tournaments Podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. It is January 11th, 2021. This is episode 30, the big three. Oh, you guys, so excited. Wow. So excited to have you all back with us. Uh, we are located in deep, deep right field of a Little League baseball game, and we are sponsored by the Tiny Dots <laughs> on a basketball. Those are called Pebbles. Uh, yeah, they're called pebbles, <laughs> those little things on the basketball. Interesting. Uh, I am Jake Wicker. Uh, with us is Ryan Barrett. What's happening, everybody? Jennifer Schmidt. Hi, friends. And very, very special guest this week. Uh, we have Ben Quam. He is a beer guy, an MC, a writer, a music nerd, and a husband. Uh, pretty Woo-hoo. good at most of those things, but really good at none of them. A Renaissance man <laughs> in the ADH day era. Uh, very special guest co-host of his own podcast, Libations for Everyone, a show devoted to drinking and talking. So happy to have you here, Ben. How's it going? Well, you're appealing to my strong suits, apparently, because I'm drinking and we're going to be talking. So it works out well. <laughs> <laughs> we we are so, so very excited to have you here. Are, are you excited to talk about some sports movies? This is the first time that I've been able to be in a podcast that I get to also participate in online, like clicking on mm-hmm. all the different battles and whatnot. So <laughs> this just feels like so like like I got let on to the team that I've that I had in my fantasy football team. Like they're gonna let me play for a game. <laughs> that, that's a great way of putting it. I love that. I love that. Uh, well, we do uh, you know, normally we kind of screw around here for a bit, but we have a lot of movies to get to. So uh, mm-hmm. I do want to get right to it. And then maybe if there's time, we'll screw around at the end. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the funny thing I did notice looking through all these movies we had is that uh, 13 of them or 36 percent of the entire tournament is strictly from the 90s. And I know we're, oh, wow. all, we're all 90s, you know, uh, era. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids and so this is definitely a good trip down memory lane with a lot of these movies mm-hmm. and a lot of the a lot of the stuff we grew up with we kind of need that right now so um but yeah let's jump right back into uh where we left off and we have uh bend it like beckham from 2002 yeah. uh versus slapshot from 1977 <laughs> slapshot is one of my all-time favorite movies um, and I recently uh, rewatched Bend It Like Beckham. Uh, I won't say too much on it, except, uh, you know, because we'll get to another movie later. I felt like it was actually kind of a little more risque than I would have expected it mm-hmm. to be, <laughs> having not seen it in a while. But, um, yeah, Ryan, thoughts here on uh, on either of these? Well, unfortunately, um, Slapshot is a blind spot for me. Um, mm. It's one that I started re I started watching um, like when we first made this bracket, and I got through like the first fifteen minutes or something, and I don't know what happened. I just had to 
quit midway. Mm-hmm. It's all good. And I was like, I'll pick this up, um, you know, later on. And then I think it was on like Stars or something. The next time I went to go try to watch it, it was not on Stars anymore. <laughs> yep. And now I had to pay five bucks to watch it. So. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to eventually, um, but I have not done it yet. So unfortunately, I cannot speak on Slapshot. <laughs> I know that it's, um, you know, got a huge cult fan base. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, um, you know, going to Blockbuster Video. Um, this is before I worked there. So this is okay. probably like 95 <laughs> or 96. This is before you were mocking all the Varsity Blues fans. Exactly. Exactly. Um <laughs> I I remember seeing there was this guy who I really like vibed on his movie tastes and you know different employees had their own end cap that would say like Jimmy's recommendations or whatever and it would, it was uh-huh. like pulp fiction reservoir dogs whatever movies that you know teenage boys like mm-hmm. and slapshot was one of the movies that was on there and I remember being like whoa I need to watch this movie even though I, I've never been a hockey fan but um Somehow, just never watched it. Yeah, but enough. Bend on it like movie Beckham. <laughs> yeah, uh, bend it like Beckham. Um, unfor- I haven't seen in a while. Th- this is probably the matchup I know the least about, so I'm okay. not going to mm-hmm. talk for too much longer. But, <laughs> but bend it like Beckham. I've seen. It's been a while, but I think it's, uh, you know, really fun. I always enjoyed it. Young Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Jen, it sounds like you have a lot to say, at least on on that movie. Yeah, uh, this will be a tense day in my household because I'd say Slapshot is my husband's like favorite underdog <laughs> in this tournament, and Bennett like Beckham is my favorite underdog. Okay, for sure. I think Bennett like Beckham is just so fresh, and it has that like you talk about it being risque. It's because it's British, and they just like go out there a lot more. Everything British is like five <laughs> years more risque than anything I here. Suppose. And it has, I don't know, that, yeah. I just love Bend It Like Beckham. I love it, you know, with girls and sports. And it moves really well. I feel like Slapshot, it's... I was like, Ryan, did you only watch 15 minutes of it? You may have watched, like, 45 minutes of it and just nothing <laughs> happened in it. Okay. Fair. I feel like it's got that 70s pacing that doesn't quite work. It's my least favorite of all of the hockey movies on this list it's i'm not a fan okay. at all clearly and i love bennett like beckham and i hope it wins i don't know if it will but ben ben are you up for bennett like beckham are you a hockey guy ben uh it's it's like middle of the pack for me uh okay. like i enjoy playoff hockey a lot and i enjoy watching like my cousins and my friends kids play like youth hockey but I, I just have never been. I've never gone a season where I really like religiously followed any team, even my own. Uh, I was, I, w- I went to two home games the last year the North Stars were here, and it just it burned me a little bit too much. But this is a really cool matchup for those two movies because they're both kind of ambassador movies. Because mm-hmm. most of the rest ah. of the country doesn't know a whole lot about hockey. Period. And in the seventies, they sure as shit didn't know anything about mm-hmm. hockey. And uh, and then really re- like Bennett, like Beckham is kind of at the birth of the modern U.S. soccer movement. And yep. then mm-hmm. culturally in their own rights, uh, part of what mm-hmm. I love about Slapshot that I didn't love when I was a kid that now I've fallen in love with is that 70s slow pacing, because I think it's a better story <laughs> yeah. about how tough 
the 70s were for a lot of people Mm -hmm. in the U.S. Um, You know, with with the Rust Belt evaporating and nobody knowing where jobs were going to come from and money was tight everywhere and gas was exploding in price. Like it's an interesting kind of window into a life that had already changed by the time I was sentient. And uh, Bennett, like Beckham, sits on the, the the precipice of what if women played sports and were good athletes like they have mm-hmm. been throughout history, but oh my God, what if we acknowledged it? And that opened the door for a lot of other movies, not just in the sports world, but to say, oh yeah, we absolutely could bank on a, a, mm-hmm. <laughs> a story about sports that didn't require a kid to cross-dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely agree. I, like, and I like what you said with Slapshot and, and well, really about both these movies being kind of ambassadors. And I think mm-hmm. I think with Slapshot, like a lot of those side gags really get right at what hockey culture what was like, especially 70s mm-hmm. and 80s. You know, I think, you know, being in Minnesota, we're a lot closer to that and, and understanding what that kind of stuff is. And, you know, I grew up in a hockey household and all of that stuff rings so, so very true. The thing that was weird when I rewatched Bendit Like Beckham, she gets caught lying like five times. That that, that seems like an excessive amount in, in storytelling. Like usually it's, you know, it's a first and a second time and, and then the climax of the movie. Five times? Really? <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, should be an interesting matchup and all, uh, again, uh, alluding to another movie we'll talk about later, but there, it just felt like for a PG 13 Disney movie, there was a mm-hmm. lot of unnecessary locker room shots in, uh, bend it. Like, like, it just was weird again. I, mm-hmm. I, I know they were, you know, uh, older, they, they, there's bar scenes and, and whatnot, but it just, it just felt awkward. Um, our next matchup, uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, from a few years ago, one of the uh, big Oscar movies with six nominations, Moneyball from 2011, mm-hmm. uh, going up against Hoop Dreams from 94. Yeah. Two uh, interesting, you know, documentary versus based on a true story. Ryan, how you feeling? Mm-hmm. This one is kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, where I have very strong feelings about both of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think... Um, I can't remember where I ranked it, but Moneyball is certainly among my favorite movies of the last uh, decade. Um, I I think it's one of my favorite movies on this list, especially amongst like modern movies. Um, you know, if you if you take out the classics, mm-hmm. um, you know your your Raging mm-hmm. Bulls and your Rockies and what what have you. Um, what have you? I I, I think mm-hmm. that is uh, you know probably my favorite movie i just think it's so well done and gives such a great insight into like the you know front office side of sports and i just love the the relationship between uh jonah hill and brad pitt and Mm -hmm. you know the the big kind of they kind of take the the montage to the next level with that whole winning streak mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When, when when they win 22 games in a row or whatever and it's like a 15 minute montage or something <laughs> that's uh yeah. that's pretty incredible i i just think moneyball's so great and i've watched like bits and pieces every time it's one of those movies where every time it's on tv or something i'll watch mm-hmm. it and that regardless of how corny the end of that movie is uh, <laughs> with the daughter recording that mm-hmm. song for him, I fucking ball. Like it's <laughs> it's definitely like hits me hard. 
and um, Billy Bean for the rest of his life gets to say Brad Pitt played me in a movie. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, like most people say, like, oh, like, who do you think would play you uh, if, if there was a movie about you? Like, he's, he's just like, oh, already happened. Brad Pitt. Uh, um, but uh, Hoop Dreams is definitely one of the more, like, prestige films in, in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think if you were to ask, like, a film critic circle, that would probably be the number one ranked movie on this list. Mm-hmm. Um and with good reason. I mean, it, it's it's definitely um, kind of an old school documentary. It's not it's not technically pre Michael Moore, but that's kind of how I split up documentaries um, is like mm-hmm. pre and post Michael Moore, where like they kind of became more entertainment and less educational. The Morrisons. And, this... and a lot more about the person like Michael Moore documentaries are about Michael Moore and he's there the <laughs> exactly. whole time yep. leading us through. And Hoop Dreams, we don't know about the filmmakers. We're watching what happens. Right. Yeah, it, it feels like a PBS documentary. Um, I mean, it, it, does. it is produced by PBS or KSTC yeah. or something, but it's, um, you know, it's a f- phenomenal movie. It definitely, it has that kind of boyhood uh angle where it like takes place over a long span of time you're watching these kids grow up Mm -hmm. exactly yeah and you know you you see especially when you rewatch it you know you see them at the beginning of this whole story knowing what happens at the end Mm -hmm. and you know how uh you know spoiler alert disappointing everything turns (laughs) out (laughs) yeah it's uh, it's over 20 years ago i think we can not yeah, worry about the ending. <laughs> it's not the, it's not exactly the sixth sense right right uh, but yeah but yeah i mean i love both movies i'll probably be splitting my vote this yeah. feels like it's going to be a, a close one and i i have a feeling that at least when it comes to probably population of the group which one they've seen mm-hmm. more it's probably going to lean a little bit more towards Moneyball. but who knows you know jen jenny you got to be mm-hmm. a strong horse in the race yeah, well, I'll definitely be voting for Hoop Dreams. Um, I agree with Ryan that Moneyball is absolutely a movie that is great to watch any time. And you could watch Moneyball a dozen times, and it's still a good movie. Yeah. It's very enjoyable. It's really well acted. It's, you know, its writing is a level above what you expect, I think, even from a well-done sports movie. It's really smart. Um, it's great, but, and I enjoy it and I would watch that again. I've seen it a bunch of times and I'll see it a bunch of times more hoop dreams. You really only want to watch that Mm -hmm. once. I feel like it's not a super enjoyable watch, but that's the movie that's like changed my worldview. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and that's not what most of the movies on this list do. Most of these are fun and hoop dreams. It's like, wow, especially as a teacher now with like middle schoolers and high schoolers, like it's, yeah, it's a really important movie, I think. And I think it does a great job of like really looking at our culture and what we value and what we support. And so, yeah, I'm voting for hoop dreams, but I do love Moneyball too. Ben, did they leave you any talking points? Yeah, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth, honestly. I feel the same way. Uh, like, Moneyball is just a really good movie, regardless of if, if it's about so sports good. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially Jonah Hill, that was the first time I remember really being, like, wowed by mm-hmm. his acting chops. Because um, mm-hmm. I just did not expect that performance. And I'm I'm super obsessed, not just physically, with Brad Pitt. And 
the nuances <laughs> that he comes up with when he's not the focus of the scene are fascinating and I could I could watch any of his movies over and over just to watch what he's doing when the camera's not directly on him but uh, as a kid who was basically in the hoop dreams era that movie it's still like going back and rewatching that's the only one that I really went back and wanted to see again and it's weird because I remember identifying with it like knowing people that were in those roles that were touring on AAU teams that were doing all that like giving up school in high school just to try and get somewhere with a, mm -hmm. a professional career um, but now going back and watching it, all I can think of are my friends who are teachers, my friends who have kids that are trying to figure out what to do right now. And the concerns that, that hit me are so wildly different <laughs> because now I'm like, who's, who's actually <laughs> yeah. looking out for the kids, you know? Right. Like, mm -hmm. it's, that's the stuff that I didn't want to pay attention to. I just wanted to see who's going to make it and, you know, all that. And now looking back on it, there's just so many times that we let this is just my opinion, but there's so many times that we just let kids down because we all get so excited about potential. And it's like, these are all mm -hmm. like still forming humans. Mm -hmm. These And the machine yeah. is so much bigger than any of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, and, it's and, and you know, I think this is one of the things that us as Americans are obsessed with is, you know, reaching this maximum potential and becoming like the world's mm -hmm. greatest whatever or like you know celebrity level superstar mm -hmm. where you know I, I there aren't a lot of people who want to get a normal job everybody wants to be mm -hmm. like a star right. or, or whatever you know so it's it's easy when you're and, and that's not just kids you know what I mean that's yeah. parents too mm -hmm. are like mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. my kid to make a millions of dollars so he can make my dreams come true, you know? Right. right. We should be focusing on things that, you know, make us feel fulfilled and it's okay to be feel fulfilled by sports. There's plenty of ways to do that besides becoming a professional athlete. You know, there's way many other Absolutely. encouraging directions you can you mm -hmm. while still encouraging, you know, both aspects. But yeah, like you said, this, this, this obsession, with uh, being the best, mm -hmm. it's uh, can I can I add a, a little a little extra yeah. sprinkles to my my hoop dream vote? Love it. It's love also it's yeah. also such a great time capsule to write when culture <laughs> oh and hip hop yes. and the NBA <laughs> started coming together. Like mm -hmm. I had the sport, the starter jacket, like the high tops. It was either that's the pair mm -hmm. I had or like that's the pair I wanted that I never got. Like that was right <laughs> when what is now a, a global cultural force that that movie you can watch it starting to come together mm -hmm. and the the culture nerd side of me just freaks out every time that, yeah. that's yeah it's it's literally like seeing the on and off switch in the middle position it's like right where yeah. it, right where it clicked from one mm -hmm. side to the other totally and that like the the theme song that they they had somebody do i don't know who it is but it has that like kind of uh new jack swing sort of uh you know, drums, but it, it kind of sounds like a mix between like New Jack Swing and like Bomb Squad, like Public Enemy <laughs> production. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it with like heavy D kind of vocals. And it's, uh, even the theme song is like so placed squarely in the year that it was made. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's very fun. It's a very fun watch for the, from that angle too. Yeah. Well, this is always going to be interesting you know, as we go through these matchups, bouncing back and forth mm -hmm. between serious topics and uh, not so serious topics. And what uh, our next matchup, what I rewatched uh, just over the weekend and feel like upon rewatch, it is an absolute perfect 
and complete movie. We have Happy Gilmore <laughs> from 1996 going up against Cool <laughs> no. Runnings from 93. It, it seriously, oh. it's seriously, it's Happy Gilmore is a perfect five act yes. story. There, there is a definitive five mm-hmm. acts to it. They all play out very, very well. Um, and I trust me, I have that nostalgia for Cool Runnings. I remember seeing it twice in the theater. It just, but mm-hmm. again, rewatched that one this weekend, and it felt like every single scene was a setback like like they have so many setbacks yes. throughout that every single time they do something mm-hmm. else on it's like oh nope here's the bad news actually <laughs> yeah. actually put those there, so. there's a cel- there's a very obvious early uh, product placement scene where they're all toasting uh, coca-cola bottles over their newly <laughs> remodeled sled and literally as they're toasting somebody comes in and is like oh actually you guys aren't doing this <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah I, I i i actually you know growing up with uh, saturday night live i and i know how much we all love saturday night live I, mm-hmm. I no matter how cheesy they are i love the sandler movies um dan do do, do these uh strike a chord as or mm-hmm. ben excuse me why did i say dan i'm looking at the <laughs> Sing, single <laughs> syllable names man it works <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but uh you know the, Three years apart, do, do, do these movies stick out from your younger years? <clears throat> I I don't think it would be possible to overstate the amount of times that I've watched Happy Gilmore. Uh, it, it's just it's such it's such a a pure expression of like my boyhood at thirteen or fourteen years old, where you're starting to think about like adult stuff, but at the same time you just want to take five steps and run up and and swing and hit it. Like when he when he the, the scene when he drives down the neighborhood uh, and he hits the woman that was or the guy that's standing on the roof, like trying to figure out what's going on. And he goes, oh, my God, you just hit that guy. He goes, you shouldn't have been standing there. I say he shouldn't have been standing there at least twice a week, every week. Because I'm so, so I don't know that there's many, simply on nostalgia, I don't know that anything would have been able to stand up to that for me because I am still obsessed with mm-hmm. that movie. Right on. And ty- right on. Tying, it back to, tying it back to Brad Pitt, I was listening to an interview with him, and he was talking about how they were asking what he watches when he's, like, working. Mm-hmm. And he, without missing a beat, said Adam Sandler comedies because it always <laughs> makes him feel like he's at home and he never mm-hmm. has to like worry about the gravitas of, of anything that he's working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just wow. literally like Billy mm-hmm. Madison, Happy Gilmore, Little Nicky, all that. I, mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I think that's fascinating. <laughs> like Brad Pitt <laughs> just sitting on his couch doing the Little Nicky impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can just picture Brad Pitt like in his trailer doing Twelve Years a Slave. What <laughs> like watching in the Waterboy? Show. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that would be interesting. Um yeah, I it's a tough matchup. Like Cool Runnings though is mm-hmm, such is. a heartfelt movie. John Candy. You've got John yeah. Candy in Cool Runnings. And that was the cool thing rewatching that. I just yeah. every every one of his movies, I always forget just how amazing John Candy is. Big time. He's one of those people, I think, Mm -hmm. that time has kind of discounted how hilarious he was and how great he was. Like, I don't think this, like, newer generation, like, 
understands mm-hmm. how amazing he was. And like, I mean, going back when you're watching, you know, I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast before, like his performance in Home Alone, his performance in <laughs> Little Shop of so Horrors, yeah. like just these mm-hmm. small roles that he just like steals the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he is special. And, you know, this is obviously he's mm-hmm. got a bigger role in this kind of a semi-dramatic role. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's great. This is one that and... gets me to cry at the end. I, I still like even I, I was literally looking at my phone, yeah. but I still knew I knew they were carrying the the bobsled across the line. <laughs> oh my god, like, oh. I know it chokes so me up it, too. Looking I at know. it, they they actually pushed it. You know, obviously taking some uh, dramatic liberties here. They but in real life they mm-hmm. pushed it across the line. That's okay. Those things are fucking heavy. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're walking yeah. on ice like it is safer to push um, it's funny how it's funny how central he is to that movie being as wonderful as it is though because if you take his heart and sort of that anchor that holds the whole movie down mm-hmm. it gets really like farcical into almost like caricature and, and shtick mm-hmm. And I uh-huh. think I think if you don't have that John Candy role there cast with somebody like him mm-hmm. who can mm-hmm. be funny but also make you feel like your chest has a, a you know a thousand bricks on it, mm-hmm. that's the key to that yeah. movie. Because try and imagine some other people that were stars at that time in that role, and that movie gets a lot weirder and probably a little mm-hmm. bit more racist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, so uh, uh, the next matchup after that, and this is what I was alluding to. Uh, we got Bring It On from 2000 versus Bull Durham ah. of 1988. You would have thought a movie mm-hmm. like Bring It On would have had the more lingering locker room. So they have the opening scene where where she she uh-huh. thinks she's topless. But after that, yeah. it's, the dream it's sequence, a pretty yeah. tame movie after that. Um, not a great movie. Uh, a couple of really good acting performances. <laughs> very watchable very movie. Watchable. Yeah, really watchable. Then, but it's it's going to be tough uh, <laughs> yep. going up against 1988's Bull Durham, which is a yeah. near perfect mm-hmm. movie and got yeah. um, bet got best uh, screenplay nomination uh, uh, for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ryan, I know you really love Bull Durham. I so I just watched Bull Durham for the first time. I'm sad to say that uh, you know. That was my first time watching it, it but had it literally from from like moment one, I was like, I'm so fucking on board with this movie. I I was sold and like every line was just gold. Like the script is mm-hmm. so great and it's hilarious still, like totally holds up. Yeah. Um, all the characters are so well drawn. I love that, um, you know, uh, Susan Sarandon's character has so much agency and power in that movie Mm -hmm. for a Mm -hmm. movie from the 80s. Like, that's Mm -hmm. that's just so awesome. It's like not more or less not problematic at all. And when you hold it up against Bring It On, which was made like, you know, (laughs) 12 years later, what? 2000s yeah yeah and that movie is does not hold up well i i just watched that the other night (laughs) and like it's a i mean it looks incredibly dated and i mean it kind of just Mm -hmm. it looks like a nickelodeon commercial or something like just the way it's shot (laughs) and especially her brother her little brother is just like Mm -hmm. such a terrible terrible character and actor and like it's but although the, I thought the, that was one of the most honest part, like timely, like he was perfect 12, 13 year old little brother in 2000. 
Like I, I suppose. <laughs> um, he definitely had shades of a young Jake Wicker. Um, <laughs> but but um, it that movie definitely. I mean, there. I I thought there were definite like racist tones mm-hmm. with the way that mm-hmm. the clovers were represented, especially like the tough girl on the team. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's not, doesn't look great. Um, and yeah, just kind of over. It's vaguely homophobic too. There's tons of F words. Probably not even vaguely. Like it's, yep. yeah. It's tons of F words, tons of D words thrown around. A yeah. lot of like homophobic <laughs> language, like yeah. heavy. So since, uh, yeah. since we'll be moving on from that movie, I just do want to say Gabrielle Union was fantastic in it, though. Like, she was. Oh, big time. Absolutely. That, that, and she, she still looks like she's grace. the same age. I She's so gorgeous. I love her. And yeah, she's good. Kirsten Dunst yeah. is a good actress. Oh, yeah. And I like, like, this was kind of one of hers where we, like, she was kind of stepping in and leading mm-hmm. them. Um and And she does a great job. Like, she really anchors that movie. And yeah, like. I, I, never, I don't think there's any time where I've really liked that movie, but I've seen it at least a dozen times. <laughs> like, it's on TBS. I think it's still on TBS, like, oh, every boy. other day. And you're just like, okay, there are, I guess I'll watch this again. I, I have two more things to say, and then I promise I'll be done. <laughs> One, searching for Bring It On on my Apple TV, uh, there's, like, eight sequels to this movie, which is insane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And two... Um, this is definitely, I mean, between Gabrielle Union and like Eliza Dushku on the bring it on side and then Kevin, like prime Kevin Costner on the Bull Durham side. This is a very sexy matchup. (laughs) This is a very sexy matchup. (laughs) Ben, quick before Ryan talks again. Uh, no, I was just going to say it's, I, I can't, I can't slight bring it on because bring it on inspired the parody chunk of not another teen movie. And that always cracks me up. Yeah. I love yeah. the way that they roast it. But mm-hmm. uh, embarrassingly, um, my dad went full Kevin Costner after Bull Durham came out. Um, <laughs> nice. In my dad's <laughs> office, he had the poster with his whole speech about he believes in soft kisses in the small of the back and the hanging curveball. And like he had that poster <laughs> yeah. up. Uh-huh. And then he went out and got the leather jacket that Crash wears in it. And I mean, for years, my dad would tell anybody that could, anybody that talked about Kevin Costner, he'd be like, take an average looking guy with a weak chin and all of a sudden he's a movie star. There's hope for me yet. And I mean, hundreds of times I had to listen to my dad say that. That movie I loved at the time. And that's just gotten better as, as I've gotten older. I just think... To pull off a movie that's mildly progressive in the late 80s about a shitty minor league baseball Mm -hmm. team and also leave it with heart where when you think about the exhaustion that Crash Davis must have been feeling that season and all that, like that's, it's incredibly heartfelt while it's also really vulgar and funny. And I mean, Mm -hmm. Tim Robbins is fantastic too. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I mean, oh. Mm-hmm. How many times did your dad make you dress up as Robert Wool for Halloween? 
I thankfully never had to do that, but I, I had a steady collection of I never asked for these um, Durham Bulls hats that my dad would always be like, yeah, oh, one's looking a little rough. Better get you another one. I'm like, Dad, I'm tired of explaining to like kids in high school that this is about a baseball movie from the 80s. Like, I'm sorry. This isn't. Uh, oh, that's funny. That's too good. Uh, and nowadays, yeah. all those like weird jerseys, you know, uh, obscure jerseys like from movies, are those are all the rage and all the popular. Oh, and it would have been worth so oh, much yeah, money if I just would have kept them in good condition. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I love. And then you know, Robert Will later Arliss, and who doesn't love Arliss? Yep. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. oh, so yeah, good. I, I, I it's. I, I really think uh, Bull Durham has a chance to go really, really far. Yeah, I think so. I think that's in, like a in top this tournament. Four. Yeah. Well, again, depend, depending depending mm-hmm. on how many people Ryan, it eluded you for so many yeah. years, and you know, not yeah. not intentionally I, or mm-hmm. anything, just uh, slipped by. I, you. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be bring it on. No. And it's not because no. it's not a better <laughs> movie. Yeah. I think it's a far superior movie, but I just think because of the demographics, I think that. Uh, bring it on it's at the very least going to be a really tight matchup and then to go on in the second round and have to go up against either jerry Maguire or the sandlot is a really tough matchup we'll uh we'll we'll get down there and so i will say one more thing about bringing on the thing i think i always remember so this came out my senior year of high school and i remember uh, my best friend aaron uh coming to me and going hey we have to go see this movie he he was in love with like this movie. He he spent probably two and a half years talking about moving to San Diego strictly because of Bring It On. <laughs> <laughs> and the I will, girls there are so hot. I, yeah, I will always remind you. Yes. Um, but yeah, jumping jumping back over to the uh, drama side, we have Creed from 2015 uh, versus mm. Breaking Away from 1979. Uh, Creed with the Oscar nom for Sylvester Stallone, you know, re, re, yeah. reinvented the, the character to get back on that Oscar train. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, Ben, what do you think? I, Michael B. Jordan is so electric in that movie. Like, oh, I, I, I have obviously seen him plenty of times. I feel like um, what would have been Fruitvale Station was like the first big one that he had. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that movie, mm-hmm. but Creed was when I was like, oh my God, I'm watching a superstar. Like yeah. the charisma that, mm-hmm. that he pulls off and then Stallone's performance in that to sort of back away like a waning moon where you're still drawn to it, mm-hmm. even though the spotlight really isn't on him all that much. It's, I, I think it would be hard for kind of any movie to, to compete like this immediately. I thought this will be push as a movie this would push into the later rounds yeah but again i don't know how much like crossover commercial appeal that is boxing money wise boxing has been dying for decades and i don't know if it connects with as many people Mm -hmm. anymore but the rocky character the way that they let it evolve the way a human would by breaking down and not being as cool as you once were and being down on your luck like Mm-hmm. I actually thought that was a pretty cool interpretation of that character that had gotten way too big after mm-hmm. like Rocky five. Um, mm-hmm. I just think, mm-hmm. I just think it's an awesome movie. And well, I, th- I, I don't know, I guess I'll let you guys speak on that. Yeah. Uh, Jen, I know you're, you're, you enjoy the, uh, the Creed and Rocky movies. What do you, what do you feel about this? I do. This, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. I love Creed. Um, 
for me, Michael B. Jordan, like, we finally started calling him by his name, but he, we always called him Vince from Friday Night Lights, because <laughs> um, he was my, one of my favorites. Yep. I mean, who can have a favorite on Friday Night Lights? But one of my favorites, and he was so fantastic in that. And, and he was, my husband reminds me, I haven't seen all of The Wire yet, but he was on The Wire, too. Mm. And he's just, yeah, he was a little kid. Like, he was a little kid of that. And then he's like a high schooler in Friday Night Lights. And it's so exciting to see him in movies. And because he's just always, always amazing. And then you add in Tessa Thompson, one of my other favorites, also from one of my favorite TV shows. She used to be on Veronica Mars. <laughs> and it just works so well. Um, I like it better than the Rocky. Well, the first Rocky movie. Obviously, I like it better than the rest of the Rocky okay. movies. But it's my favorite in the series. I gotcha. And yeah, I I think it'll move on pretty easily. I don't think Breaking Away is that big of a movie for most people. Maybe I'll be surprised. Yeah. Um, I saw it a long time ago. I remember my parents being like, oh yeah, this is a good movie. They're all on bikes. Think- <laughs> and they all ended up becoming a lot more and famous. I think, yeah. Yeah. And- yeah, that's, it's unfortunately, yeah. so I'll, I'll, I'll let Ryan, you know, speak more on this, but I think, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be, we've seen things, uh, really good things in tournaments, you know, we've had in the past, unfortunately, just suffer from not being as known. Not that they're not as good, but just not being yeah. as known. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, Ryan, I know you got a lot to say on both these movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, just to echo what everybody's been saying about Michael B. Jordan, he is like uh, <laughs> so amazing. And uh, there's, the, there's a moment in time where I like, got he gave me like i i don't know how i'm i'm trying to express like sexual feelings right now (laughs) um but like shivers where i was just like Mm -hmm. oh my god (laughs) and it was in black panther when he like pulls (laughs) off his like you know cape or robe or whatever and you just see him fucking jacked for the first time and you're just like (laughs) oh my god like that is not right and i'm not into like jacked dudes but he is Mm -hmm. like he's just so fucking great in everything but this i mean this was kind of like the halfway point to what he became in black panther as far as like yeah just Mm -hmm. getting like physically you know swole um but Mm -hmm. uh creed is incredible i i have such a special place in my heart for rocky so it's hard for me to compare the two and say like i like creed better than rocky or or vice versa because i absolutely love creed i i love yeah and i I love Mm -hmm. um i love ryan coogler the director who also directed Mm -hmm. black panther Mm -hmm. um but and fruitvale station um oh yeah but um but to to move over quick to breaking away Mm -hmm. um that is a um one of my dad's favorite movies like yeah, maybe my dad's like, favorite yeah, it's a parents movie. movie i feel like it's uh-huh. definitely a lot of dad's favorite movies um <laughs> yep. it's uh i remember him like hounding me to watch it as a kid <laughs> and me always being like i don't want to watch it it's boring <laughs> and then finally watching it and being like oh that was pretty good and Mm-hmm. It's now it's it, you know it's grown in my estimation over time and you know I think as I see and hear more and more people who I like respect their taste um say 
you know, sight breaking away as being like a life changing movie for them. Mm-hmm. It, it made me realize that it deserves to be in this tournament, you know, regardless. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, I, I think Creed will move on here, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. that breaking away uh, is going to pull some votes from the, the older mm-hmm. crowd. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, I, I think it's got an easy chance to, you know, get through first and possibly second round. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't, there's just so many great movies in this tournament. I, I don't really know how mm-hmm. to call this thing really after the first round, you know, it's, it's going to be so weird. And, yeah. and, uh, especially, you know, getting towards the finals. So I don't know if we'll have to see Creed and Rocky go up against each other. I mean, it could, mm-hmm. could be both of them make it could, could be neither could of them make it. It's, it's yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, jumping up to that other, uh, quadrant on the drama side, we have, um, probably, you know, one of the most well-known and iconic Rudy from 93, uh, going up against yes. uh, love and basketball from 2000. Again, we're talking mm-hmm. about all of these movies from between 90 and yeah. 2000, just, just dominating yeah. this bracket. Uh, Rudy, uh, we definitely got, uh, it's nice to see the Mandalorian in that Johnny Favs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not the Mandalorian, but the guy who brings us the Mandalorian, yeah. Um, and you know, uh, everybody's yep. favorite hobbit, Sean Astin, uh, mm-hmm. on, on one of his earlier incredible journeys. Uh, Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. too. And Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Vince Vaughn's working in the, in the factory. Yeah. Vince, yeah. Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. is what his brother, his, his buddy. I, I don't remember. I, I, I just I, know. I, I feel like he's his buddy from like townie. Yeah. Buddy I, I, I remember that both him and John Favreau are in it. Well, that, that, yeah, it's a prequel to Swingers. Yeah, this, yeah. This, this was their this, <laughs> exactly. This was their early early contract. They they had to be they had to share. You know, at, at least uh, uh-huh. you know twenty minutes of a film split between them. But uh, <laughs> you know, you know, this is going to be again. I think it's going to be a tough one because I think there's a, a we have a lot of people that you know maybe just too young for Rudy to have really been uh, on their radar. Um, but also right at that, you, you know, right age for, for love and basketball to mm-hmm. have really been a big part of their childhood. And then, and then a lot of people, you know, where, where Rudy is probably their most remembered movie. I, I, I yeah. don't, right. Ryan, Ryan, what mm-hmm. are you thinking? Well, Rudy was never a movie that really got me. Like it got a lot of other people. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh-huh. and I mean, as a giant football fan growing up. I don't know why, but Rudy was just never like one of my favorite movies or favorite sports movies. Notre Dame. Um, I mean, I get it. It it may it may <laughs> have been that I was not a fan of Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was just never into Rudy. I mean, I I liked it fine. I think watching you know rewatching it again in later years, I was like, oh, that's you know, it's a pretty good movie. But mm-hmm. I think it's kind of goes through all the normal sports movie beats. I don't think it's really Mm -hmm. anything exceptional. Mm -hmm. Love and Basketball, on the other hand, is absolutely Mm -hmm. exceptional. It's so good. I think it's... um, I I just watched it for the first time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it holds up so well. Um, You know, uh, I was actually just texting with Ben about it last night. It's got a 
dynamite soundtrack. Like every song that's that mm-hmm. comes yeah. on is like a banger. Yes. Like mm-hmm. you have to sing along. Mm-hmm. And it's um you know, the acting's great and it's the the way it's put together in four quarters um mm-hmm. is is really cool and mm-hmm. it's just a great it's yeah it's a great love story yeah which, that's what know, i was we don't say. get we don't get a lot of these days you know that's yeah. something that was very mm-hmm. like 50s 60s 70s it's not mm-hmm. something in the modern times that we get like mm-hmm. true love stories that's not a rom-com mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. right that this mm-hmm. is just like a a, a romance drama and mm-hmm. basketball is kind of the thing that ties it all together. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it is a great sports movie as well, um, as well as just being a great love story. But I, I'm this is an easy one for me. I'm going loving basketball. John, I know <laughs> yeah. it sounds like you're a little little more on the Rudy side, but uh, what, what are you thinking here? No, yeah. Well, I think Rudy's going to win it because I think Rudy... Like, I think about a third of the people when they heard best sports movie, Rudy is the first movie that mm-hmm. they thought of. So especially for our generation, like I remember seeing that in the movie theater. I remember seeing it like a million times in school, too. At least my teachers, it felt like they were like, yeah, we'll put on this movie because the kids will love it. And I mean, we do. It's mm-hmm. a good movie. Um, and it's exactly the sports movie formula done really well. Um but I, I mean, Love and Basketball, just such a wonderful, like, quiet, like, movie that, like, I feel like, you know, Rudy has a lot of heart, but they're also always telling yeah. you that. They're like, oh, yes, this movie is about <laughs> heart, and it's so inspirational, and now the music's going to swell, and now we're all going to carry him away, you know? Like, it's a movie that makes you feel things because it's trying really hard to, yeah. and it's pounding that over mm-hmm. your head. Where Love and Basketball is just so much more subtle and, like, genuine and nuanced and it's yeah one of my favorites on the list but i feel like it's like all the old people about breaking away like i don't think many people have seen love and basketball but everyone who has seen it loves it yeah um just one real quick note on rudy this was like a delayed reaction thing talking about my hate for notre dame could you imagine (laughs) how much better rudy would be if he went to university of miami And he like got caught up in like a coke scandal. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they're laundering money through the strip club. Like it's all good. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, it's hard to not. I love and basketball. Actually, the more you think about it, like is kind of a surprising movie given when it came out that that even made it through. Mm -hmm. Like that, nothing about that Mm -hmm. seems like an a layup for lack of a better term for like a studio. And I'm, every time I watch it, I'm mm-hmm. floored that that actually was made yeah. when it was. Uh, Got made, yeah. I'm a music yeah. nerd. You'll never, you'll never not get my vote because that whole soundtrack is just bangers. Mm-hmm. And that was that was at the tail end of that glory run, where you had Juice, which involved basketball but wasn't about basketball. Yep. Above the rim. Uh, Love and basketball. He got game, which all were also like iconic, mostly hip hop soundtracks Park. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then Rudy, it's like you sit down and you can almost buckle in and know what you're going to get. 
And don't get me wrong, yeah. like, I'm there yes. for that, but that's, like, it's as original as, like, oh, are they going to play Welcome to the Jungle right before kickoff? No way. <laughs> like, you, it's, that entire movie is created to elicit a certain reaction from you. You know, it's got yeah. the plucky kid making his from way the through. the greatest amount of people. Yeah, yeah. you have the rigid CGI religious Fridays. structure and the angry father that hates his son for really no reason. You have the charming plus-size <laughs> best friend that's there to do Chris Farley shit until he grows up and teaches him something you got charles s dutton the helpful black uh the the african-american magic man yep yeah who 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 gets to say Mm -hmm. six foot or five foot nothing a hundred nothing and not a speck of athletic talent which i have written in a christmas card to a short friend of mine every year for 15 years uh so like i said there are moments in that movie that i'm 100 there for because i know it's like it's like like anything that's formulaic, a Michael yes. Bay movie or Fast and the Furious, like it's I'm getting the dopamine hit for the things that I want it for. But if I'm talking about what movie right. is a better mm-hmm. movie, it has to be Love and Basketball for me. Right on. Well, yeah. And uh, uh, the, oh nope, I'm sorry. I was going to uh, transition into something, but we mm-hmm. do have one more basketball movie uh, on the on the list, oh. so I, I, I will wait. But what's funny is so. Uh, Rudy is our uh, second of three movies from 1993. Love and Basketball is our third of three movies from 2000. Again, we've talked about how certain mm-hmm. years, like, it's just like, all right, everybody, let's crank out a sports yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're doing a sports movie. We've got to do yeah, a sports movie. Yeah, try to make movie. some money off wow. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping back over, and again, lots of crossover too. So jumping back over to the comedy side, uh, mm-hmm. we have 1989's Major League, which. Again, talk about crossover. We got mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes. He's already in this tournament. We got Charlie Sheen. Yeah. We've already seen him. Renee Russo. Mm-hmm. We've already seen her. Um, mm-hmm. Big powerhouse Out. from Major League. I love Major League. Uh, going up against... Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Omar Epps in Major League, and too. Omar Epps, technically. Yeah, exactly. Oh, too, which we, you know, right there. Yeah. Uh, we just talked yep. about... Uh, I'm loving that. Oh, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and... Um, God, what's his name? Uh... The Allstate guy. Oh yeah, um, uh, uh, Dennis yep. Haysbert. Dennis Haysbert yep. is in Love and Basketball and Major League. Uh huh. Yeah. So and, and he was His in Major beautiful League. baritone voice just <laughs> echoing through yeah. everything. Oh, I love it. And uh, uh, well, they often the, the, you don't see new uh, Allstate commercials. Or he's doing a lot of voiceovers now uh, because they often have to reshoot mm-hmm. um, because of certain angles because of his. Uh, let's say physical prowess. He, 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 he does. He's not uh, family friendly in khakis. So uh-huh. good, good for him. Well, well-known Hollywood fact, but uh, going up against uh, 1992's uh, the cutting edge again, uh, a 92 was a big, uh, big pick. year. Jen, Jen, what, do, what do, these movies are close together. What do you think here? Oh, well, I mean, The Cutting Edge is the first movie (laughs) I thought of when we said we were doing a sports tournament. I love The Cutting Edge so much. That was like the slumber party (laughs) movie that we would always watch. And it totally holds up. Steve and I just watched it a couple years ago, and it's it's great. I so one hundred percent Cutting Edge. I always love Olympics movies anyways. And that one, it's corny, but it's so much fun. I love it. Um, and Major League, like, I really enjoyed Major League. Like, I feel like it was one of the most, like, risque movies I was allowed yep. to watch when I was little. 
Um, so I really liked that. Now I like it a lot better when it's Ted Lasso. <laughs> like, I feel like they're kind of mm-hmm. there like is the same scenario. plot and I love Ted Lasso so much more. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so yeah, I feel like major league, maybe it won't be as good when I revisit it. I haven't it's watched great. it in a long time, but, but I mean, my mind's made up anyways. <laughs> it's cutting edge. Cause that's one of my favorite, favorite, favorites. <laughs> ben, what do you think here? Man, it's so tough because the both of those were so integral to like my teenage years. Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. we quoted both of those. Like, you could still say Topic to any one of my friends from that group, and everybody mm-hmm. would get it. Oh, or yep. uh, oh, yeah. every now and then, you'll see a cocktail menu pop up somewhere in the Twin Cities, and there'll be a Pomchenkov twist, and you're like, okay, well, I know how mm-hmm. I know roughly how old somebody was when they <laughs> were working there. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, again. Major League, I've probably watched a hundred times. Uh, we used to, yeah. my cousins were all in the the last game. They were all at, because it was filmed, they actually filmed some some live stuff at an Indians game where they get crowd stuff. And so my cousins would always rub it into me and we'd pause it and try and see if we could see them in the crowd. Like it's blurring <laughs> and whatever. But uh, it's, there's so goddamn many one-liners in that movie like everybody is basically mm-hmm. doing an improv shtick turned to 10 and then they just put them all into the same loose story and it just kind of works. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. every, every person in their role shines. Corbin Burnson could not be better. Mm-hmm. And I hate Corbin Burnson, yeah. but he plays the exact yeah. reason why I hate him. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's like a great ensemble. What I love, yeah. I really love and What I hate, I really hate. And I got to give him credit for it. <laughs> yeah. It it is. Oh, go I, ahead, um, Ryan, real quick. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. No. I um. So two things. One, cutting edge. Um. Also seen it like dozens of times. I mm-hmm. when I worked at Sam Goody, uh, in the video department in 1997, uh, at the Mall of America. I we had like six we had like six movies that we would rotate through and one of them was in like the TVs in the store it was like Goonies Uh Cutting Edge uh, Mm -hmm. I don't remember what else but Cutting Edge was one of them and we watched it like at least once a week you know (laughs) and uh, so it's just one of those movies that was like always on and it's just so entertaining while you were sleeping was weirdly another one that I watched a shitload an odd everyday choice but okay big time um but um the um major league it was like i think one of if not the first r-rated movie that my parents let me watch Mm -hmm. like with their consent um not sneaking Uh over to a friend's house (laughs) and watching nightmare on elm street when i was six or whatever um Mm -hmm. and i remember we were at we were in a hotel room and we watched it on like spectravision and so it was like such a huge deal and it was such like a special <laughs> yeah. event. And I just remember loving it so much. The mm-hmm. the one thing that I always think of when I think of Major League, like the first thing that comes to mind is Bobby mm-hmm. Euchre and it's yes. just a bit outside. Very, very <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and he's literally playing himself, yeah. who was yeah. an active baseball announcer at the time. Like that's yeah. just wild to me. They didn't change it. They didn't give him a bad mustache or anything. He literally yeah. just played up all the things he normally does. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, easy, easy role. Um, I will also add. Uh, sorry, I'm. Gonna, I have so many things, but I'm going to run through them fast. So there, the airport scene 
was actually filmed here in Minneapolis at uh, Cutting Edge, <laughs> major, major League. league. Uh, uh, sorry, okay. sorry, the Major mm-hmm. League uh, uh, airport scene was actually filmed at MSP, and um, one of my uh, buddies, uh, uh, he's not not an air traffic controller, but he you know directs mm-hmm. where the planes go before takeoff. He was actually working that day uh, mm-hmm. while the film crew was there, and, and you know helped out and said well no if you're going for this shot here's how you want the plane to pull in because this is where we position them oh, and everything okay. uh-huh so cool little story there um absolutely nice. and mm-hmm. we do have another crossover from major league uh chelsea ross uh one of the starting pitchers for uh the cleveland baseball team is one of the uh angry parents from hoosiers which we will talk about in a oh. little in a little bit oh. wow um, i absolutely love the coach mm-hmm. um james james gamo so good. playing playing lou brown yeah. and we also get uh mm-hmm. great character actor uh, do you guys do, do any of you guys like scrubs do we have some scrubs fans a little bit yeah scrubs uh, Neil Neil Flynn, the janitor yeah. from Scrubs, is one of the yep. he he's one of the guys, oh, the fans yeah. that they constantly show making comments throughout the season. Yep. Uh, so nice little early oh, early cameo Flynn. there. Yeah. Um, a uh, couple mm-hmm. or just last matchup in our uh, comedy uh, side, we've got Jerry Maguire from '96 coming in strong with its five mm-hmm. Oscar nominations, uh, going up against yep. the. Americana nostalgia of the Sandlot from 1993. Again, <laughs> 90s just dominating. I will quick say just, and I'm going to let you guys talk about this matchup uh, about the Sandlot. Two quick things: the, the the narrator main character he says got ourselves into the biggest pickle of our lives way too many times in that movie. He says it the exact same way <laughs> like seven <laughs> times in the movie, and it just is super annoying. And why did they have to do so many underneath shots while the dog was jumping like, and not yeah. cut it off? So you could get no, all the no, drool. No, no, no. Yeah. As the dog is jumping. They're, oh, there's are there ball shots too? too many <laughs> dog balls in this movie. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll let you guys talk here. Ryan, why don't you start us off? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the Sandlot, like the cutting edge, um, <laughs> was one that I saw like mm-hmm. an insane amount of times Yeah, there. It was kind of like my summer of love, <laughs> you know, it was like Woodstock for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, um, uh, 12 years old maybe. Um, and Riverview, uh, theater, which is in mm-hmm. the neighborhood I reside in now. Also in the neighborhood I resided in then. Um, we, my friends and I would, during the summer, they had 50 cent matinees. So we would like for the price of like getting a ice cream <laughs> from the ice cream man, you could go see a movie and they would mm-hmm. play the same movie during the afternoon over and over again for like weeks. And I remember that same mm-hmm. summer, it was the Sandlot and the sequel to three men and a baby, <laughs> three men and a little lady. I feel uh-huh. like both of those movies just like, Every day we'd be like, what do you guys want to yeah. do today? Oh, you want to go see that movie again? Okay. And I think it was more just like a, an excuse to go like drink pop and eat candy and, you know. Mm. But uh, yeah, so I saw the Sandlot sand a shitload of times. Um, it, It's funny. I remember this moment um, uh, working at Ola Arepa. Um where I saw somebody walk in and they're wearing this shirt 
that says you're killing mm-hmm. me smalls on killing it and i smalls. was like mm-hmm. oh my god that's brilliant that's so hilarious uh-huh. and i feel like the next day i saw the same shirt and all of a sudden it was like that's the meme yeah. and Everybody it was like it. broken and now that's like yep. you know that that meme yep. just became broken so it kind of like taints uh-huh. the sandlot in my eyes to some degree Jerry Maguire, I think, is a pretty perfect like rom com, rom drum com. Yep. And you know, I think Jonathan Lipnicki with his uh, <laughs> bees and dogs smelling fear and stuff, like yeah. just such a classic uh, kid performance. Um, mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger, great like introduction yeah. to her. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, Tom Cruise on point as as usual. It was a great um, introduction to Tom Cruise. And yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. also, like our introduction to Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. It, well, Cuba, I, I I take umbrage with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was holding off. <laughs> what because was your introduction to Cuba Gooding Jr.? <laughs> uh, How about to... Cuba, I mean, like, introduction to Cuba was like Boys in the Hood. Oh, How about okay. to Suburban yeah, but, Parents? But, it but was this the is the one he got nominated. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yes. This was his Oscar nom. It was, yeah. yes, yes. That mm-hmm. This was like his huge breakout where all of a sudden he was like yep. in Disney movies and stuff after this. <laughs> sled yeah. Dogs. Snow dogs. Sled dogs. Yeah, yeah sled dogs. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it's follow-up, so right? <laughs> yeah, interesting. Ben, what do you think? I, I'm i going to go hot take on this, and I feel really bad because I'm not doing this to be contrarian, but I don't really love either one uh-huh. of these movies. Um, the Sandlot came out a little bit too late for it to really make like the connections to being a kid, but because it was a bunch of kids, I also couldn't like it when it came out because it wasn't cool to like things, you know, that were three or four years younger than you. So it was that weird distance that Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have enough of it. My wife thinks that's the greatest sports movie ever made period and knows it by heart. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I like watching it. I'm not mad when I watch it, but I, it just doesn't, doesn't get me. Um, and I really hate seeing this. Jerry Maguire is everything I don't like about all of those people doing it over and over. <laughs> like it's, it's Tom yeah. Cruise, Tom Cruisen. It's Renee Z- Zellweger yeah, squinting he's... extra hard and fumbling uh-huh. things. It's uh-huh. Cuba being who I guess Cuba just is all the time doing backflips and screaming <laughs> at at least three decibels louder than everyone around him. And even Jonathan mm-hmm. Lipnicki. I know that the 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 super um, like super talkative, really smart, precocious child is adorable to a lot of people, but like after a couple of the one liners, I'm like, okay, we can be done with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's about football too. I should it it checks all of the boxes that I should just yeah. love both of these movies, and mm-hmm. I just don't have any sort of a connection to either one of them. Yeah, John, do you, do you think yeah. that, that maybe, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's been so long that now Jerry Maguire's kind of a cliche of what it was? Yeah, I think it started a lot of those things, but now it's been done so many times. We look back and we're like, ah, oh, I'm so tired of this. So when I was in high school, Jerry Maguire was my favorite mm-hmm. movie. 
I'm pretty sure it's the first rated R movie that I saw like in okay. the theater because my parents wanted to see it and they couldn't find a babysitter. So they took us along with them. And I remember like, especially at the beginning, you've got like naked Kelly Preston there. And I'm like, I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> yeah. But like being <laughs> fucked up against a wall. How many, how, how yeah. many people did at, or, or at what age did your parents stop trying to put their hand in front of your eyes? <laughs> what, what? I think I got it. And I, at how old was I? Yeah. Like, but I did like, I loved that movie and that was absolutely example of like a movie that I thought was, you know, really enjoyable, but was also, you know, very like grown up and mature and Oscar nominated. So like as a little firm film nerd, like that was kind of like what I thought was great. So I haven't watched it in a long time. So I feel like it's not going to be as good revisited, Um, but it does have Regina King too. And she is super Mm -hmm. awesome. So, uh, so I like it for that. Um, the Sandlot, I have never liked. I remember seeing that movie in the movie theater and thinking it was really dumb and boring. <laughs> but my brother and my husband are both like huge Sandlot fans. Like anytime, like around my dad, you talk about Caddyshack, he immediately starts quoting lines and acting it out. And you're like, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> my brother and husband are the same way with Sandlot. So, and I bought my brother one of those You're Killing Me Smalls t-shirts. <laughs> from a thrift store in Chicago <laughs> and he wears it. So, and my husband was sad cause he wanted it too, but it wasn't his size. So yeah, I, I am very happy to vote against okay. the Sandlot on, but I won't keep voting necessarily for Jerry Maguire, but I did love it, love it, love it. This so, is, at the time. this has nothing to do with the sports side of it, but like, really, I remember even thinking about it right now, I kind of get irritated. Jeremy Grier was the first movie that, that popped <laughs> the bubble of rom-coms for me. Because, like, you know, when you're a kid growing up, you're trying to figure out what being in love actually means and all that. And right. all you all you have are, like, movies and music to kind of teach you because your parents aren't going to, and that's weird. <laughs> and I remember thinking, no. <laughs> like, during his whole speech, he, he just acknowledges all the shitty things that he's done, and he says, I like you, but he doesn't have to change how he acts yeah. and she's like oh yeah wow. you, because you've acknowledged your faults and we never have to talk about it again i guess now i love you and it, right. it, i was well, so mad like, about you, that you don't have to do that you had me at hello yeah like all of that other stuff wasn't necessary yeah. like as someone who's been married for a decade like no that shit is necessary yeah. yes. don't tell him to stop saying that <laughs> yes <laughs> like, Here's the deal. Yeah, I, Thank I you for saying those words. Happy marriage. Yeah, like, exactly. If they got married, it would not work. Yeah, would, they were not going to last. No, they'd be in they'd be in couples therapy or marriage therapy like within six months of getting married and probably like dissolved. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but Bonnie Hunt was there too. Bonnie Hunt oh, yeah. is so great. Like I love Bonnie Hunt. Comedy she's crush. Ah so <laughs> oh, yes. She had so a if moment. We could edit out Tom Cruise. Just like edit him out. The others are fine, and make it Bonnie Hunt the main character. Then I'm in. It's just we'll make like a sequel of Jerry Maguire. It's just Bonnie Hunt and Regina King. Regina King, yes, what they're doing. Uh, the yep. uh, last thing I'll mention with the Sandlot, it is our second appearance for James Earl Jones, uh, coming in with the cameo oh, yeah. at the end. Oh, right. Which uh, I, I I do you mm-hmm. know it's just it's just quick quickly at the end, but I do love his his part in that movie. And it's always struck. Absolutely. Me, it always struck me as weird. This movie is supposed to take place in the middle 
of the 60s and they're all obsessed with Babe Ruth, but they never acknowledge that Mickey Mantle has been like right in the middle of, at the time, the greatest baseball career ever. Yeah. <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense. But um, uh, two more uh, matchups over on our drama side uh, from 1986. Uh, another, I think, favorite in this tournament, Hoosiers uh, going up against uh, the mm-hmm. wrestler from 2008 uh, had its own mm-hmm. uh, two Oscar noms. Uh, both yep. really, really great uh, movies that kind of get more inside They're They're not necessarily just about the sport. You know, we're doing sports movies, but mm-hmm. they really get inside. I, lo- I love both these movies. Um, I, I know, Ben, I don't know with you, but I know Ryan and I really grew up with professional wrestling, like, and really enjoyed mm-hmm. just the, the goofiness of the characters. So I really loved the way that movie turned out. Um, but I just rewatched Hoosiers over the weekend and man, that. How does great. it hold up? It actually, it actually holds it good? up okay. really, really yeah. great. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, what, what so you haven't seen it in a while jen but do you remember liking it i haven't i yeah i loved it um and it's another one i think like a lot of people thought of when we announced mm-hmm. sports movies brackets like it's a classic sports movie um i've been a little bit afraid to revisit it because it is one that i love and then i'm like is this movie racist now <laughs> like how has this aged um so especially i mean it takes yeah place it, does, in Indiana, it doesn't really like, ever come up even so. even when you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they get so it's one of those Mm -hmm. actually nice things, you know, obviously. So when they get to the championship match, we're not spoiling anything. Um, The team Mm -hmm. they're facing is a city team. uh, So definitely, you know, they come Mm -hmm. from a small, you know, white farm town. But they don't even confront Mm -hmm. it. It's not nobody says anything. Good. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Good. Um, Awesome. I'm excited to watch it again. Because I, yeah. That's one. It's yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, I the wrestler is one of those movies that I respect, but I do not like and will stay far away <laughs> from ever again. I sat through it because it was you know an Oscar nominated movie, and I see all of them. Um, and Mickey Rourke, yep. right, and one Best Actor for it. Yeah, did he win? Um, but like we said I before, don't I won. don't like nominated. movies about people no- nominated. What? That's okay. Yeah. Nominated, he didn't win? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like movies where people are hitting each other <laughs> the whole time. Um, unless it's Michael B. Jordan is there, then I'm way more in. That's kind of my only exception. Um, so, yeah, no, it's brutal to watch, which is the point. But no, thank you. I'm good. I saw it the one time. I recognize that that is an amazing acting performance and that it's a very well-done movie. Um, but no, thank you. Ben, it sounds like you got a lot. Oh, I just, I love both of these movies so much. Like these are, these are just two of my favorite movies, period. Uh, if I could vote for both, I, I 100% would. I've cried at both of these movies. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that the wrestler is beautiful and iconic in that it really gave people a window into what that life is really like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something that most sports movies always gloss Mm -hmm. over the absolutely brutal toll that it mm-hmm. takes on people physically and mentally. And Mickey Rourke, I don't know how much of that was actually just how his life is <laughs> versus him imagining yeah. being a wrestler. Right. But either way, the gravitas that <laughs> yeah. he brought to that role, like by the end of that mm-hmm. movie, I felt like I had grown up with him as my favorite wrestler and was now watching where his life was like. And then if you look at 
the cottage industry of documentaries that, that have come out in real life now about people like Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, or Jake the Snake, or Andre the Giant. Like, it opened the door for a lot of these documentaries and to be made and a lot of these people's stories to be told before they died. Mm-hmm. Um, I also should acknowledge I have a massive crush on Marissa Tomei, uh, and she's wonderful, yeah, yeah. of course. Yes. Um, but Hoosiers, man, it hits me on so many different levels. Like, it's it's such a like a weirdly quiet movie for as big as the story is and the way mm-hmm. they hype it up and everything. Like, mm-hmm. it really is an interesting character study. And uh, as somebody who grew mm-hmm. up with an alcoholic father, uh, Dennis Hopper's character. Like it hits me mm-hmm. in yeah. all of the all of the feels every time, like all of those scenes where Gene Hackman is like, if you could just get past this, you could be so great, mm-hmm. and that he just constantly chooses not to, is uh, it's a mm-hmm. it hits really close to home, and the fact that he portrayed it that realistically and that relationship with Gene Hackman and uh, and Dennis Hopper, um, it's that like if it came on right now, by the end of it, I'd probably be crying mm-hmm. again. Oh yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so real to me, yeah. and then on top of it, Jimmy Chitwood go to Jimmy Chitwood, <laughs> <laughs> learning to shoot on a on an apple crate taped to some wood. Like, come on, man! I'll make it. I love I love that when he just when he just says, "Coach, I'll make it." Yep. Like, doesn't get a cool monologue. Doesn't like get the girls at the end. Doesn't like, he's just gonna do his thing, and and that's why I think yeah, it's perfect, Jen, Jen, That's why it's not. Mm-hmm. It does hold up. We don't have any of that problem stuff. Awesome. Ryan, yay! I, I feel like you're gonna be torn here. Yeah. I am a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, I I mm-hmm. think I'm leaning Hoosiers because that is definitely like. Um, like you guys were saying with some of these other ones, um, you know, your Rockies, your Rudy's, whatever. This is certainly one of the movies where like when we said, let's do sports movies, it mm-hmm. was like, okay, so Hoosiers yeah. and what else? <laughs> you yep. know, like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, probably some others. G- but. Gene Hackman from like, you know, 72 to like mm-hmm. 88 was like one of the great American actors and this is mm-hmm. like right in his prime. He is so yeah. great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody is great in this movie. It's um, and it's a great basketball movie. Like it mm-hmm. really doesn't, you know, like I, I was talking to uh, my wife, Rebecca, about this last night. Um, <laughs> I we were when we were watching Love and Basketball. um you know, there's a moment in that um, in the movie where the um, w- one of the leads, um, their big like glory moment is they take a charge and everybody's like, yeah, we did it. You won the game for us. And I'm like, that's so awesome, because most basketball movies are like everybody's always taking mm-hmm. the shot. It's not about the, the pass or the, the defense. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yep. Hoosiers is they about all shots. that. It's about the fundamentals. It reminds me of, you know, when when they have yeah. all, Ollie <laughs> taking the the free throws, and he's he's doing the the granny shot. It, it, he's doing the granny. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it just, yeah, I love I love everything about just the message that that movie <laughs> sends. And um, and mm-hmm. Gene Hackman. Can I throw one more thing yeah. out there? Yeah. Do, do you guys do you ever talk about like film scores and oh, that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I always 
surprise people, I guess, by saying this, but the Hoosiers score is low key incredible. Like if you just have that on the, the song Mm -hmm. when it's kind of building up and, and when he makes the shot and all that, like Mm -hmm. I, I get chills just when that comes on. It's, it's so good and it's so dramatic and I feel like it always gets overlooked, but it's just, it's a little cheesy and dated for the time. Like they were definitely like synthesizers exist, (laughs) but, uh, the, the melody of it, it's, it's weirdly inspiring. Mm-hmm. I'll, have cool. to, I'll have to I'll have to revisit that yeah. with that in Ryan, mind. We got to get that mm-hmm. for our intro music. Um, the yeah the the wrestler, <laughs> I will say though, um, I also love that movie. I, I'm a big fan of Darren Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, ben, you took the words right out of my mouth as far as the mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei crush. Um, oh. This was kind of yeah. the beginning of the Tomei essence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yep. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was heartbreaking. I will get, give the listeners and you, Ben, a little peek behind the curtains. <laughs> An early squabble we had in this uh, organizing this tournament was the movie Black Swan. <laughs> <laughs> was probably the first one that I threw out as I want Black Swan to be in this tournament. And I got shot down pretty hard saying that is not a sports movie. But... <laughs> Uh, another, We're gonna have to just do yeah, a dancing dan- movie yeah, bracket. There's plenty, I think. Yes. There's plenty of movies yeah. that involve dancing. There's yeah. more than enough to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But it was. It did get heated. Like cheerleading, yes, no dancing. <laughs> yeah. Where it's the difference? Competition? Oh, yeah. Is it because um, cheerleading is also no. a secondary sport, like adjacent? So you have the sport of cheerleading, but cheerleading is always done in connection with another sport going on. Is that why that one? Got, okay. Just trying to figure I, out what. Yeah, the, I, well, I and mean, again, if it, I think, I think if the, Bring It On had been a uh, movie about the specific cheerleading team, and not an actual cheerleading competition, that probably would have knocked it mm. out. You know, but since yeah. it's about it. an actual mm-hmm. competition, you know, we 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 mm. gotta have, get weird with the rules sometimes. I it's don't tough, know. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just loosey uh, goosey. I I remember. We, we were mm-hmm. talking early on, um, like I remember, Jake, when me and you were first talking about doing uh, pop tournaments, um, we started talking about doing a tournament of best yeah. coaches. And I remember getting yeah. really weird mm-hmm. right away. And I remember Yoda <laughs> came up. That's right. Uh, 15 years ago when we first started planning pop tournaments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, a million years anyway all right so okay yes so we got it and here's where i'm gonna let you guys because i'm actually and again i I love that you brought that up ben that you were meh on one of the matchups this is actually a matchup i'm kind of meh Mm -hmm. on we have raging bull from 1980 versus the natural from 1984 Mm -hmm. Uh, i respect both these movies i tried Mm -hmm. really hard to get into them uh remember in high school having to read the natural but neither of these movies yeah. really do anything for me. Um, Ryan, what do you think? Um, I, you know, I love Raging Bull. I think it's an amazing mm-hmm. film. It's epic. And, um, you know, I think it's kind of the precursor to the wrestler as far as like mm-hmm. showing the that. dark side of like mm-hmm. the toll it takes mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. somebody um, just getting the shit beat out of you all the time. And and yeah. um, and Rocky's 
career path. Yeah. Oh like yeah. They totally. sort of yeah. they sort of mm-hmm. give him that full that's, thing. Mm-hmm. That you know what I think that's actually what what I was kind of thinking of was yeah we were talking about Rocky's deterioration going into mm-hmm. Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's totally you know same same kind of thing that uh, that Raging Bull is about. Um, and you know I just think it's it's obviously this is not a hot take or anything, but you know it's one of the one of the classic Scorsese films, and mm-hmm. you know it's I I just love the the rich black and white uh, cinematography. Um, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. film. Um, it it's not enjoyable to watch. Like I I would much rather watch Taxi Driver if if I'm gonna sit down and watch mm-hmm. a classic Scorsese film. Um, this one's definitely like it's a harder watch, um, but. Um, you know, it, it's a great film. Um, a, one thing that uh, a lot of people always bring up the fact that Raging Bull got robbed for Best Picture it, because it got beat by Ordinary People. Ordinary People is mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies of all time, and I'm a huge <laughs> defender of that yeah. choice. So I like that movie. Ran, random side yeah. note. Um, the Natural, I think, is... Uh, like Rudy, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like a super, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's formulaic. It plays all the notes, but it's pretty perfect as far as like, mm-hmm. you know, hitting Iconic those notes. final scene. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah, it's good. The book was yeah. a lot more nuanced of the natural than the movie was. Um, yeah, I feel like, the natural's kind of on here because it is like a well-known one. Um, and a lot of our like older pop tarts will have really like fond feelings about it. I think like this generation though, like a lot of people if like haven't seen it or probably even haven't even heard of it. It's not a super well-known Robert Redford movie. Um, and Raging Bull, even if people haven't heard of it, know that it's a really important movie. Mm. So I feel like in that way, Raging Bull is held yeah. up a lot more. Um, and so I'm kind of with you, Jake. I don't well, really I, I, like either of them. I like what you said. Kids, um, I, kids these days, they just don't understand yeah. making a piece of sports equipment out of a tree that's been hit by lightning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the problem with society. Yeah. I mean, you get so many. It. You can make a, Damn, a, bat, millennials. a hockey stick, <laughs> a golf club. Just because just a tree gets hit. But it has to be hit by yeah. lightning first. That's the key. <laughs> yeah. 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 It gives it the magic. Uh, ben, what do you think? Uh, yeah. So it's so funny because it's the exact same reasoning that I would say about Rudy or even Sandlot. But I was that age mm-hmm. and I was that young for The Natural. And that movie, oh, okay. that was... Oh, okay. yep. I will never forget that song... The and the the you know mm-hmm. the ball flying out and then it hits the light and the sh- sparks are coming down. He's running yep. in slow mo. Uh-huh. That was the most magical thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like I I remember okay. being completely uh-huh. wrapped and unable to move because I thought I had watched the greatest baseball player of all. T- like it was it was just perfect for yep. like that time and place. Mm-hmm. Raging Bull, like the the movie nerd inside of me, that's by far a better movie on almost every angle. It's a better acting performance. The story makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand, no matter how many times I watch The Natural, why she thinks shooting him somehow makes it... I The whole 
impetus for like why he needs to be out of baseball for a while still makes absolutely no sense to me. But mm-hmm. it, it's like having a favorite album from when you were a kid. Like it doesn't matter if it's uh-huh. a shitty <laughs> ghost written album. That movie was made for me at that age, at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Also very similar to you, Ryan. Uh, I lived biking distance away from the Boulevard theater on Lindale and like 56th. And mm-hmm. they had 99 cent matinees all day. And there was a summer that my friends and I, <laughs> that ran like every other day. And we'd bike up there and we probably, I, at least once a week, we watched <laughs> it the whole summer. And then wow. we'd immediately go back and play baseball at Armitage Field. Yep, yep. And everybody talking about how this was their bat and they were going to hit. And like we hit like mild <laughs> pop flies to like shallow center. But like, <laughs> yeah. but we felt oh, like we could. <laughs> yeah. So it's a pure, pure nostalgia vote. Um, I would 10 times out of 10 say that R- Raging Bull is a better movie, but The Natural is going to get my vote. Because it, it does what sparks cool. are supposed to do for us. Make us feel like we're a part of something yeah. that we have nothing to do with. And mm-hmm. as a collective group, we can all root for something that really we have no effect on. Yeah. That's how Aww, I feel about that movie. <laughs> great way of putting it. I lo- <laughs> that was great. I, I love the way you described that that last scene what was so weird to me and mm-hmm. one of my favorite real moments in sports and, and sounds like you're a baseball guy was uh kirk gibson's uh home run in 1988 which feels it's almost it. like an exact <laughs> shot for shot like from from the natural you know <laughs> there is it's home. on youtube if you go looking for it somebody set kirk gibson's home run to the natural music and just saying that, yeah. I got all the hairs on my arms standing up right now because I referenced a YouTube movie that I didn't make about a scene in a movie that's paired with something from 1988. Yeah. But it totally gets me. Like, it's, uh, you, you know what I? You know what I want to see paired with the natural music is Randy Johnson's pitch where he hits that bird and it explodes. <laughs> Oh, if we could have gotten like an HD close up of the feathers hitting the field, that would be absolutely perfect. (laughs) It's raining. It it is, though. You know, I I didn't really think about that uh, until you mentioned it, Ben, though. But that that shot where it hits the light and all the sparks Mm -hmm. come down, that's like in every sports movie montage. Like, an Oscars Uh tribute to sports. It's like the end. Every time. That's how they end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's just like seeing like the mm-hmm. SNL Christmas special. You know which sketches you're yep. getting. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also you know 100% there for it. Like I'm signed up for it. I know I'm gonna get them. I know you're gonna spoon feed me the same stuff I could find, but I want it. <laughs> That's what we're now. about here. We're about that here at Pop Tournaments. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. You know, so we're again, Ben. We're so happy to have you with us. It, is there yeah. one or two movies that you really wish we would have had on here that you want to touch? Actually, you know what? Before we get to that, I know, I'm oh. sorry, I know you have a, a, a story about seeing White Men Can't Jump. Did I, did I hear that rumor right? <laughs> yes, yes, we yes. We talked about it on a previous uh, episode. Let's, see, let's hear your White Men Can't Jump story. So uh, I actually have gotten to tell this story on the radio a couple times because people, like, it, it sort of, I told it at a couple bigger group things and it just sort of mm-hmm. kept going. But well, nobody um, listens to the radio anymore. They only yeah. listen to this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, no, it's it's just funny that this story kind of keeps going, and it makes me it just makes me so happy. Uh, downtown Minneapolis in the late '80s, early '90s um, had uh, an arcade called Pops Arcade, and uh, a movie theater called the Skyway. And we would take the bus from our houses downtown, play video games for a while, and then we would go see a movie. And uh, White Men Can't Jump was playing. 
and we were all, if I remember right, we were all in sixth grade. So it's, I mean, just wild thinking that like four sixth graders were taking the bus downtown <laughs> yeah. and like playing video games at an arcade with no cell phones or directions home or any yeah. other money. Um, and we went over to go try and see White Man Can't Jump because it looked awesome. And they're like, it's an R-rated movie, no can do. So we're like, shit. So we went wandering around and we literally found uh, a guy experiencing homelessness in downtown. And we said, would you buy us tickets to this movie? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he goes, can I keep the change? We're like, absolutely. So yep. we figured <laughs> out real quick that he would be getting like 15 bucks and it was it was worth it for all of us to mm-hmm. go see an R-rated movie without parents. So he walks up, buys the tickets, turns around, gives them to us. And the, the guy decided apparently that day he was going to really enforce the rules. And he goes, no, so no. these are all your children? And without missing a beat, he turns around and he goes, hell yeah, I love me some white woman. You got a problem with that? And the guy just stared at him. He goes, no. And then that dude said, all right, crack a see you later. Walked away. And then the four of us went in. Um, I had had never seen a movie downtown. I had never seen an R-rated movie downtown. And I had never seen an R-rated movie without my parents in a theater. It was packed. And I will. Ne- I I would give anything. I the first time I told this story on yeah. stage, I offered a hundred dollars if anybody could find this guy. So we walked in and we're all just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like we're we're breaking the law. They could arrest us for this. And we sat down and everybody's just like, "Be cool, don't be noticed." We all had our starter jackets on and we were just like. And this guy walks in and he yells at the top of his lungs, "D Ray's in the motherfucking house!" And without missing a beat, again. This giant soda goes flying, hits him in the side of the head, explodes all <laughs> over his coat, and he turns around and screams, my mama bought me this go, she gonna kill me, and then ran out. And then the movie started. And we were like, what world are we in right now? Like, this is, none of this is even anything we've seen or experienced before. Watched the movie, cried, bus home. And all of our parents were waiting for us. Everybody got grounded. But every time to this day that I see White Man Can't Jump, I feel like it's like liberation. Like, hell yeah, I'm going to watch it again. And you can't stop me, Mom. (laughs) But as we were talking about, Ryan, that movie also kind of holds up pretty well. Yeah. Like, it should have every red flag possible. But it actually it has an incredibly diverse cast. It passes the Bechtel test. The, all the women, female characters in it are incredibly intelligent and have a huge part in how the plot goes. And everyone really kind of works together. The only in-joke is that everybody discounts Woody Harrelson because he's white. I think we can go ahead and take that lump. Not that I'm speaking for all white yeah. people, but yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say we can have a few of those movies up. and we'll be all right. Yeah, and that's part of the scam. Like that's the whole thing. Like even even though it is the the one thing, like it's part of the plot. Like that. That's, yeah, that's, that's what the movie's yeah. about. Yeah, it, it's a it's yeah. about you know taking advantage of misconceptions and, and them hustling. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, fuck. That's an amazing story, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like every now and then I'll run into one of the guys. We're not really tight anymore because I moved away for high school and everybody went over and did their own things. But one of the guys is a pilot for Delta. And when I used to work at the airport, we'd run into each other every now and then. And anytime he was with anybody, that story came up. He'd be like, dude, you remember the white yeah. man can't jump story? This yeah. guy was there for it. <laughs> and then we'd always high five. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. I'm so glad we got to hear that. That's so great. <laughs> um, Re- real quick yeah. though, I'm really curious. Before we sign off, are, are there a couple movies yeah. that you uh, 
that yeah. you think what are yours, should have been on the list or, or that well, you wish were on the list? Well, now I feel like I wish I I wish I could look at like a more comprehensive one again. Um, mm-hmm. Was um, uh, oh my god the Al Pacino the Sharks? Um, no, any not given on the Sunday. List. Okay, so oh yep, that was on. Yeah, we talked about that one. There is five. there is a a portion of that movie that I love because they they decided to go full video game with everything, and I also kind of love that because if you go back and watch any given Sunday. All of the bullshit, insane marketing stuff that they're doing is exactly what the NFL is actually doing now. Like, hmm. it's kind of wild because at the time they were saying, like, wouldn't it be crazy if things were like this? But we absolutely just grew into how that movie is. So while it is incredibly over the top and absolutely insane in the football scenes, like, none of that makes sense. Uh, you get mm-hmm. prime Jamie Foxx breaking out and showing a little bit of his acting chops of where he would end up. Cause at the time he was still just the guy from a living color. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Pacino going full Pacino, even given his, his grand monologue mm-hmm. that he has to do in like every movie. Um, yeah. you know, it's just like, it's not a great movie, but I think that you can see mm-hmm. a little bit of a paradigm shift after that movie comes out. A lot of copycat movies came after that. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. And then in that same vein, it's again, I'm not Varsity Blues is so bad, it's amazing. <laughs> and I didn't did that one make this it's list? It's pretty yeah. Uh-huh. It's no. so it, it, I always it's, go it's not on the list. So, oh, okay. But we so talked about it. Varsity Blues about. and the movie Tombstone are always in my list of movies that if I don't know what else to watch, I'll watch those because they're both so gloriously overacted and they're both, they both (laughs) speed past plot holes, like literally telling you the viewer, we understand you're probably thinking about this, but we literally don't care. We're going to do this instead. And then they do it. And that kind of earnest adhesion to insanity is absolutely wonderful to watch sometimes. So those would have been the two, again, not thinking that they would win, but those two will always have a place in my heart. From now on, every time every time you send Ryan a text, he's gonna be like, "Oh, it's this tombstone motherfucker texting me again." My wife had never seen that, and I got to watch. I got to watch my wife watching Tombstone for the first time. Oh boy! And she kept like. We had to keep pausing it because she was in these like maniacal fits of laughter. But then she'd be like, no, 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 but keep playing it. Keep playing it. And then we'd watch another 10 minutes and then we'd do it again. (laughs) Tombstone, that is my mom's watch anytime movie. She had, she's had it on. My dad was just watching it two days ago. Like my dad was just playing Tombstone. (laughs) She had it on VHS like 10 years after DVDs came out. And then I think she finally (laughs) replaced it on DVD. But like, she'll just be like, uh, today's a cleaning day, so I guess I'm gonna watch Tombstone again. That is a that is a oh, huge no. undertaking. I feel like I, I'm probably wrong, but I feel like Tombstone was a two taper. It wasn't. Oh. It might have been Wyatt Earp. I, I don't think okay, Wyatt Earp is probably what I'm thinking of. I know, like Titanic. Yeah, yeah Wyatt Earp was like they that was like, like three and a half hours the long. Same story. So crazy to think that we used yeah. to switch tapes. <laughs> I know. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie's so great! I gotta switch tapes. That, that, yep. There was something really like grand about that, though, to be like all of a sudden the screen going black and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, time for the second VHS. <laughs> oh, uh, well, man, we are having some fun. Uh, ben, where can uh, where can people find uh, libations for everyone? 
Uh, we're on all of the different podcast networks. Uh, if you just search Libations for Everybody or Libations for Anyone on any of the socials, you'll find it. Um, Stitcher, Apple, iHeart, Amazon, all that stuff, Spotify. or Google. So uh, we're around. Um, yeah, literally... Our guests come on every 10 minutes, everybody takes a shot, and then we switch the topic that we're talking about. Right on. Uh, anything, <laughs> awesome. uh, any um, other, it, oh, go ahead. J- just, just real quick, j- just to expand on that, um, if anybody has not, it, it's a really, really great podcast, um, and Thanks. the guests they get are, like, really outstanding. You know, there's some uh, top names in, like, local cuisine and entertainment and it's it's a really really fun listen so i highly recommend um and ben one other question um social media stuff yeah, what else do, i mean that's uh, promotions anything else you want to shut out where can people find you yeah i sell uh, i sell beer for a, a brewery called surly brewing for those of you that aren't in the area um, where the, oh, I it's like everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Outside of the Minneapolis area. Uh, just wanted to throw that out. True, um, true. but yeah, so you can find everything that we have coming out new. Uh, you can find me at BQ is a surly fella on Instagram. Uh, and then if you like, uh, lots of music, pets and, uh, lefty politics, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at the underscore communist Q U A M M U N I S T. I love that <laughs> handle. It's a really, really good handle. Um, well, cool. I, you know, as we wrap up here, I just want to give a big shout out to our whole Pop Tournaments community. You guys are awesome. We love everything you do. We've been having some really good discussions about these uh, movies yeah. uh, throughout mm-hmm. the tournament. Uh, Jen, Ryan, anything, any last words? No. no. I just wanted to say thank you guys for having me on. Like, for something that I've enjoyed interacting with on Facebook for so long, (laughs) to actually be able to sit and talk to you directly about all these movies (laughs) is so much fun. And I can't believe that this much time went by. Like, I was like, oh, what do we do now? This there has to be another hour. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? We we might have to have you back because it sounds like it's going to be a very contentious. Uh, final here and you know there's going to be a lot to say so love it um well i really appreciate you coming on jen ryan i really appreciate you guys uh putting up with me for another week Um, (laughs) we love everybody out there so for the pop tournaments podcast thank you so much please keep on voting and keep on popping pop pop (laughs) bye bye friends (laughs) Oh, my God.